You're listening to the Purpose Filled Woman Podcast with your host, author, speaker, and empowerment coach, Tyra Banks. Join Tyra each week for insightful interviews and inspiration for the Purpose Filled Woman in you. Visit thepurposefilledwoman.com to get even more motivation for your journey. Now, here's your host, Tyra Banks. All right, welcome to the Purposeful Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Tyra Banks, and I'm here with Dr. Claudette O'Bear. So I'm so excited about this interview, y'all. We're just gonna dive right in. Dr. O'Bear, say hi to our audience. Hi, everyone. So tell us about your passion. What started this journey in education for you? Well, I was in education for 33 years, um, formerly as a speech therapist, and then going on to working in the central office. I began the journey as a speech therapist because I had an uncle who had a stroke and I wanted to help him, you know, with his speech. And then one thing led to the other, you know, um, and then my passion for children, um, helping them to learn and just helping just people to succeed because I needed help. And I had a teacher a long time ago when I was in fifth grade who saw something in me and he used to call me Hill back then, mm-hmm. there, you know, and he saw that I was a leader. and he asked me to run for the head of the 4-H club, and I had no interest at that time, but he just saw something, and he said something to me, and it just remained in me. Ever since then, I've just been going and going and going, and and went from one thing to the other, so that's how it grew. Awesome. Where did your journey start? Um, I live in St. James Parish. Uh, St. James High School is where I attended, Mm -hmm. then going on to Nichols, some work at LSU, and then even while I was in um, the education program, there was a PIPS program, so I just continued to, you know, improve myself, continue to go, because that's the only way you can get a pay raise, too. So PIPS is like professional development? Well, it's a little different, you know, yes, but that's what it is, you know, Mm -hmm. it offers you an opportunity to improve yourself, and of course, it led to pay raises. Even Mm -hmm. when I was in the Air Force, or ROTC, I went on with that. Angel flight, so I did a lot of things that in my so life. That is so cool. So I can't wait until our audience sees your picture because you are so pretty and so proper. So I can only imagine you in the Air Force and jumping out of planes. What was that like? Well, I didn't have to jump out the plane. <laughs> I was only there for a little while because I got out through the uh, reduction in force. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, no war was going on, so they offered me a chance to get out without having to pay the money back. That's so awesome. I was able to stay in some of the uh, amenities that they have. So. Um, it just helped me to see the world even more. Yeah. Um, you asked me where to start as far as that. When I got into the Air Force, that part of me, just a little stench, I just wanted to see the world. And through that, I, I just love traveling. So mm-hmm. that has also brought in some things, too, you know. And now getting into the religion and a few other things, it helped me to even explore my passion more and hear the heart of people. That's awesome. You know, that's one one of the things I love about travel is getting to see the world from a different perspective, uh, especially in education. You get to see the way that other people are educated um, and to see some of the things that you can borrow and bring over to the U.S. So that's amazing. Now, tell us about your current projects and what you're doing right now. Okay. As you stated earlier, I am retired. Um, matter of fact, it's about eight years now that I've been retired. Awesome. But, I started this journey, I was one of the community leaders that was invited to a meeting with the former superintendent of St. James Parish, Mm -hmm. and he mentioned how they were having problems with the students, and so he invited the local leaders and ministers and all to go and walk through the schools to be there because they realized that kids look up to persons in the community, certain people. 
And so from there, I saw what was going on, and this was my way or my attempt to help them. And so um, the idea of starting a charter school came about, and so I explored it even more, read about it, and began to pursue it. And of course, there's a type one and type two. I initially went to the school board mm -hmm. for the type one, as you should do. And if you're turned down, then you're able to go to the state to do a type two. Now, what's the difference for our audience who they have no clue type one, type two? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Type one is when the school board actually supports you. You're mm -hmm. actually under the school board's umbrella. Okay, that means they would allocate the money. Um, some, they assist you with maybe even a place to, to house your school or whatever it is. But anyway, but you work directly with the school. With a type two, you work directly with Bessie. Bessie is the umbrella that you report to Bessie. They come mm -hmm. out, they evaluate the so program. So it's like a state school board. It is. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, Bessie is for everyone because mm -hmm. it's a public school, Board of Elementary and Secondary Education. Mm -hmm. So, um, and of course, the legislature is a part of all this stuff too. But with that, uh, I report directly well. They come out. We report directly to them. So that's the type two. And with the type two, I can go beyond my borders. I don't, mm -hmm. don't have to just stay in the St. James Parish. So as of right now, we have students from Ascension, students from St. John, students, of course, from St. James, and even the Thibodeau area, which is Lafourche Parish. Awesome. So I pretty much have the river region. I try mm -hmm. to put it in a locale, whereas buses will be able to go. That's what I was going to ask you mm -hmm. about. So you provide transportation for your students. Yes, transportation, everything, because this is a public school. Public School Greater Grace Charter Academy is a public school. That means we receive state funding. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to abide by state rules and regulations, if it's attendance laws, whatever it is. Uh, so it's the same thing that the public school, which is like St. James or Ascension, whatever, we have the same requirements. That's awesome. I'm a big supporter of that. Uh, so I lived in uh, Maryland. I lived in D.C. I lived in Florida. They were charter schools. And, and that was 10 years ago uh, or nearly 10 years ago. And it's amazing to me when I moved back to Louisiana and I saw the fight that we were in in education. I saw charters as a viable option uh, to many, many naysayers uh, in my circle who felt like I was a traitor and all kinds of crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, I love kids and I want to see education go to a whole other level. So I love the ability for independent schools and people like yourself who have 30 plus years of experience to run schools. I just think that's tremendous. Were there any naysayers in your of situation? Uh, because it's a new idea. And yeah. as you say, it's only offering parents another choice. Mm -hmm. It's not to compete, not to take away. But looking back at for three or four years, I was looking at the scores, you know, mm -hmm. schools and things like that. And I saw, even though some schools were making it, but there's still some schools that were having difficulties, mm -hmm. okay? And I saw there was a certain pocket, about 25% of the kids were still mm -hmm. below. In gotcha. grade, you know, and, and so even with starting the school, you know, it's amazing, you know, we don't think that's a cure-all. It's going to take time. It took time yeah. for them to get in that area. Uh, and some of the kids, maybe two or three years below. Also, we have kids that are advanced. So you mm -hmm. can take it on both extremes. I don't want people to think it's just for kids that are behind. Uh, so we have to develop a board, mm -hmm. okay? And with the board, you know, they're knowledgeable in various things. They're knowledgeable in the law, knowledgeable with education. We had a former, we have a former dean of education, Dr. Awesome. Hill. Uh, we have persons from the local communities because there are certain requirements that you even have to have to get the board selected. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, so with selecting the board and, and looking at their you know specialties, so we went forth with forming the school. Okay, we meet 
every month. We have to provide a budget to the state, a mm-hmm. budget. You know, you have to vote on everything. So everything is done, prescribed just the way because they're legal things that you have to deal mm-hmm. with. But my case was different because when I got into this, there was a DSEG agreement mm-hmm. uh, that had been going on, you know, a fight that had been going on for over 50 years. Now, for, for our people who are not here in Louisiana, you may think, DSEG, what? Okay, because yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this podcast is international, and so we're so excited to have people who listen from all over the world. Uh, shout out to, to my best friend, Lakidra, uh, out in South Africa. Um, but one of the most amazing things about being in the South is that you still deal with things like desegregation 50 years later, right? 50 years And so, uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of communities where the racial mix is not matching what the requirements are uh, based on the law. So right. very interesting that you're in a community that's dealing with that and also dealing with low education scores. Mm-hmm. How did y'all manage that? Well, it's been a, an issue. Needless to say, been to court and still mm-hmm. in the court because, you know, the judge ruled in my favor that we could open the school. And that's another story. Look at how amazing that is. Uh, yeah. And so uh, we won and we had to fight some issues to even get started. So uh, we had to compile. I did surveys. There are people that are interested. Mm-hmm. And we started from there. And, of course, we, we met with the community, let them know what was going on. Parents were interested in looking for something different. Yeah. Uh, we have smaller room you know, classes classroom sizes, which is a major thing if you're going to help mm-hmm. kids, um, differentiated learning, because everybody doesn't learn the same way. And in my special education background uh, gave me that opportunity to see. Nobody yeah. learns the same way. It's not a one-size-fit-all deal. You have to deal with kids where they are. Mm-hmm. So our first thing was to pick them up where they are. Sort Some of the scores may start off low, but you got to realize they have missed so many years yeah. and so much. So you're working with all of that. And parents, they do understand that. Um, we look at the, the capacity, you know, of the learning environment. Now, you remember, you have to set the culture because kids are coming from various regions. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you're going to have to work with that. So now that became a challenge, but we're able to work with that, bringing that melting pot. And then people realize what's going on and, and they say, hey, look, my child needs such and such. I need help. And, of course, we have our special ed department. We have our related services if they need speech therapy, occupational therapy. So we have to get out resources. We have to have everything that that child needs. And I thought that was so powerful to be uh, such a new school and be able to serve different learning styles. I thought that was powerful. Were there role models and people along your journey that helped prepare you for this? Yes, in the training, as I said, mm-hmm. because of special education, I've been a speech therapist. I've been a number of things. I've uh, also been a counselor. Mm-hmm. I've been a supervisor in different areas. And also, I've done some private work in that area. All in the, the education. In the education mm-hmm. and also um, working in hospitals also. I've worked mm-hmm. with some areas there, too. So... You get to see the the needs of people, even in the community where I am. You know, you have to work with people of different dialect, different ethnic groups, and also in leadership. You just learn to yeah. deal with people and manage how to work with them. So, but anyway, getting all that stuff done, getting the kids with, well, getting them the help that they need. And, you know, you just have to do a lot of research, yeah. see what's in the market, attend conferences, um, committee meetings. So it's a major thing, but when I hear the heart of my people, yeah, <laughs> the heart of children, you have to respond. That's and beautiful. if you can do, and like I said, I was just sitting at home, I was doing some other things too, but 
If you have a gift, if you have a talent, why not use it? Mm-hmm. You're an author, you're a speaker, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're a grandma. With this busy schedule that you have, you own um, property, you know, how are you managing this schedule? Are there any tools that you use? Well, I prioritize. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'm, I'm writing notes all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm organizing my day. You know, keep, keep your calendar, keep your day, and be flexible. Now, do you use a particular calendar? I have just a regular calendar to keep on my table, and of course, my um, my binder that I bring back and forth. Of course, we've got good old cell phone. You can send yourself notes. Amen. <laughs> okay. And then, of course, you know, you just have other people, too, that assist you from time to time. But it's remarkable, but throughout my high school life and college life, I've always been a person. I can have a lot of things to do, mm-hmm. but I know, you know, you may look at my desk, but I know where everything is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When we're in high school, uh, it's so funny, you know, our class graduated, you know, we were like in the top 10. But anyway, but my note writing, mm-hmm. I'm a note writer. Mm-hmm. I know Me we too. have computers. I know we have all this other stuff, but I keep it in order in that way, you know, so I can yeah. find it. And they would always come and get the notes because I would write down just about everything. I don't know. I had the channel. I was writing everything the professor says or whatever. And, and you know, they, back then they called me a doctor. I didn't realize what they Come on. <laughs> and and you are Dr. Claudette Obed till this day. Look at how right. they spoke that into existence. Right, spoke it into existence. So, you know, from that time on, you know, they would get the notes or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. I missed this or whatever, you know. But that's funny. Just a little joke. There. Yeah. Now, but, um, on the rough day, is there a mantra or an affirmation? Is there something you say to yourself to keep yourself level? Yes, I really have to. Sometimes, you know, they say encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'll start off and say, this is going to be a great day. This is going to be a good day. You know, I start proclaiming that early in the morning. Amen. And I start aligning my day, you know, with the word. That's power. Word of God, I align what's going to do first, of course. And then also I said, this is. If it's to the point where, where it seems almost unbearable, and then I'll say this too shall pass. Amen. <laughs> I would say that a lot in college too. You know, when it got difficult, because I, I know, I know that the semester was going to end. I know that this challenge is going to end, and then I just kept working my way through it. Like you said, you can only eat an elephant a bit at a time, a bite at a time. So I would take those things that were more complicated. I would work on them. Same thing with studying. You know, I tell the kids all the time, if it's just 15 minutes a day, when I was riding the bus, we had buses back Mm -hmm. and forth, going forth. I would spend... Um, in the mornings, reviewing my notes. In the evening, yeah. reviewing my notes. Same thing. So when it came down to studying, it wasn't that hard to study, you know, because mm-hmm. that stuff had already already gotten into my system, you know, old yes. knowledge and you're putting new knowledge it's there. It's so amazing. So I'm a licensing coach and I teach people uh, subjects like life insurance and annuities. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not the most exciting subjects, right? Mm-hmm. And so people mostly feel like, how am I ever going to remember all this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's 20 hours just in the classroom and then tutoring with me every week. Uh, and but I'm a coach and so I coach them and I push them and I, my mm-hmm. thing is if you just read the short version of your notes every night so it's funny you say that that's how I got through. I was a C student high school and college that's how I got through everything you're going to make it if you do that because then it becomes familiar mm-hmm. I am a student of learning. I'm always looking for new things. That's why the idea with the charter campaign. I'm looking for better ways to solve problems. I have, <laughs> believe it or not, I've gone to a lot of training. You know, um, mm-hmm. OP- OPM, other people's money. You know, yeah. all kind of training yeah. like that. I even um, maybe I shouldn't say that, but anyway, I went to some program. 
and I watch how they make the money. You know, yeah. <laughs> stuff yeah. Like that. And, and you bring those resources back uh, to the school. Getting property. You yes. Know, you never go wrong with property. I had, um, I think it was maybe in 1981, there was a house we were trying to get. And the guy was telling us about the recession mm-hmm. a long time ago. And he was saying how the government, you know, through time, you know, they would take, yes. you know, he was saying to get property, invest in property. So I never forgot that. So there are some other things I learned through listening to elderly people. People, you know, mm-hmm. they know what's going on. So my learning has come from various sources, you know. Um, yeah. I was reared by an elderly lady, so she's taught me how to stretch a dollar. We lived, uh, lived on that monthly on. income, and she showed me how to do this, how to do that. So I don't have to be all out there, and I can still enjoy everything. I've traveled Amen. the world. I've done almost everything I wanted to do, almost, because I haven't finished everything. That's the most <laughs> You know, one of the things I admire about you is that you have traveled the world. You've, you've had some amazing adventures. I love to hear your stories, but you're not puffed up. You're not arrogant. You're very humble. How do you keep that balance? Uh, I guess by the grace of God, you know, it just, you know, you ask me about naysayers. Uh, you just don't let it get next to you because mm-hmm. I know if you get arrogant and you get in all this other thing, you could lose it all at any come moment. On. You can come back down. So I don't want to get into pride. I just want to enjoy myself, tell others about it yeah. so they can get the opportunity. I heard you said you're a coach. I'm one that motivates me. Yeah. I'm a motivator. You know, get your own business. Get this, because yeah. you never know when the rug will be pulled and you need to be on top. I've encouraged many friends and many people that I've met to go back to school. Come on. And that's not the only reason. It's just that. And also get your own. Come on. I want you to dive into that. Because <laughs> guess what? You Most people would look at you and they say you worked for the traditional system. You uh, got your degrees and got all educated and worked great jobs. And you're saying... Get your own. Yes. Come on. Let's talk about that. Okay. And that was one of the things that, I guess, motivated me because mm-hmm. I saw how the system worked. Come okay? on. And um, I'm going to use a biblical example. Moses, you know, uh, his mother put him in the you know, the basket, of course. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh's daughter got him, but he learned in Pharaoh's house. Come on. Okay. So when you mentioned going through the traditional way, I learned mm-hmm. in the system. And then you take the system and create your own. You're preaching. <laughs> if we weren't recording, I'll stomp my feet right now, but I know that'd be so loud. <laughs> but you, you learn that way. Amen. You read books. Don't forget. Uh, I had a friend of mine told me, you know, don't just read one type of book. Amen. Okay. Because people can get stuck, you know, mm-hmm. if you're in religion, reading all religious but No. I read books from other sources, you know, that I can show, you know, yeah. Napoleon Hill, different people that, and my son likes to read books too. Yeah. And different persons who've made it, Oprah, you know, we talked about that a little while earlier. Oprah and I are the same age, I'll tell you that, and I've always admired her. I've done mm-hmm. television, I've done reading. Matter of fact, we're still on television and radio. People say, how do you do Man. all this? How do you get all this stuff done? Yes, you just set time. Goodness, goodness for calendars, you know. Come on. And you can plan. It's and you still planning. cook and you still clean. It's You still play with your grandchild. It's yes. amazing. Uh-huh. You just make time. Amen. Make, write it in there. And I'm with the um, St. Elizabeth Women's Advisory Board. Mm-hmm. And we always have a meeting, you know, for women. You have to take care of self, you know. Amen. And so you have to script yourself in and write yourself in there, write your time, get your nails done, get your yeah. hair done, whatever it is. Find time for me, the me time. Mm-hmm. So, and, and rest. Get some sleep there, too. That's what I was going to ask you about with your skin, because you you're, you don't look the same age with Oprah. No disrespect, Oprah. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I just noticed you have a very youthful appearance, very youthful skin. How do you do that? I like to laugh. Amen. <laughs> Left is like medicine. You say, why is that? Because, of course, it's a certain, I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel this, that it's a certain anointing or mm-hmm. certain juice, if you can use it for lack of term, just quotation yeah. there. But anyway, because um, it's like laughter is like medicine. It goes to the bone. But, so don't be serious all the time. Many yes. times you hear me laugh or make joke. I laugh at myself many yes. times. You know? I do so all the time. I'm, I'm always doing something crazy. Right. On my way to interview you today, mm-hmm. I drove to Denim's Springs, which y'all is an hour in the wrong direction. Wow. <laughs> but you know, I just laughed at myself and That's turned around. Do. You know, and mirror talk. I tell people about doing yeah. mirror talk, you know. Yeah. Um, um one of the affirmations you asked me about that earlier that I've been teaching other people too. There's a scripture, you know, um, that says, you know, praise the Lord, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. He gave me something else with that. I'm fearfully and powerfully made. Mm. Come on. We have power. Owning that power. <laughs> we have power. Whether you're male yes. or female, whether you realize, and that is speaking it, what do you want? And then, of course, uh, setting goals, plans, strategizing to get to that point. Don't ever give up. What okay. about the moments when it doesn't look like it's going to work, though? Because you got denied that first charter. I know that didn't feel good. Not once. Four times. What? <laughs> Not it's once. crazy how you got to fight to educate the kids in your community. Four times. Wow. But don't let it deter you, okay? I fought, went to the Bessie board, denied there. And they all said, you're right here. You're right here. And I kept using that as mm-hmm. encouraging words. Fight again, go forth. And you just come back, start all over again. Where did I miss it? Don't get upset because the end is inside. You have to stay focused. That's mental toughness at its finest. <clears throat> wow. You know, mental toughness is like a muscle. And I'm sure being a wife, being a mom, being in ministry, being a leader in the community, you face some tough days. Are there any mental toughness secrets that keep your mind focused? Oh, yes. I have to wake up and sing a praise song. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes in the night, you know, oh, mm-hmm. he'll leave me. My, he, I'm a dreamer. Mm-hmm. I know if you know Joseph, but I'm a dreamer. Yeah. He'll show me things. And also, he puts the passion in there. Then I'll look up a scripture. I'll look up a word or mm-hmm. maybe a quote somebody has said. Yeah. You know, and that thing leads me to the next one. You know, oh, yeah. To the next one. It's like, you know, walking on stilts. Come on. <laughs> I don't know why that comes to mind. But still, I'm going to get to the end point. Yeah. Okay. If I take my time, sometimes you have to slow down, go back mm-hmm. and regroup. I've had to regroup many times. Amen. But I know that um, if I didn't do something about these children, you know, the blood would be on my hands. Mm. I can at least say I tried. Somebody said, well, how are you making it? You know, and I, I see people laugh, and I see that stuff, but I'm still here. Come on. Okay. And all I can say is that, hey, look, until he tells me the next thing to do, I'm going to do the last thing he told me to do. That's a preach right there. That'll preach right there. I love it. What are some of the habits, some of the daily disciplines that make you manage multiple projects? So you talked about keeping yourself built up. Mm-hmm. Um through the words, the affirmations. Do you have any daily habits? Like, uh, do you do your scheduling always in the morning or do you exercise at a certain time? Okay. Um, I'm an early morning person. Mm-hmm. I'll Me get too. up pretty much, you know, early before dawn, you know, uh, sometimes three o'clock, sometimes four, depends on on me. And I realize because my day is so full sometimes, mm-hmm. the only way that I can 
and the same thing happened in college, that I can catch up is I have to sleep first, Mm-mm. get the rest, mm. then I can get up with a fresh mind. Yeah. <clears throat> and even when I'm sitting, as I mentioned, I'll think about something, I'll write it down, keep a notepad. Mm-hmm. Keep something, because ideas will come at any time. Amen. Okay, so you have to be ready. And then it may just be one word, but then again, I can just go from there. Like he'll say, you know, do this, check on this person, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, if it's a student, I haven't seen him, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, then I'll just, just run with it, you know. I say, okay, when it's on my mind, especially, as priority. Take care of that, because there's a reason. But yet, in the mornings, you know, early in the morning, getting a good night's sleep, I sleep well. Amen. I don't have difficulty falling asleep. My mom is like that. Ooh, <laughs> I love people like that. They laugh at me because I can tell a joke. You know, um, I can sleep at a football game. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is so funny. You know, we did that in uh, years ago in high school. When my temper body's on the rest, I just fold my hand and say, "Well, I'm going to do this." <laughs> Not that I'm falling asleep or anything like that. It's just that noise doesn't bother me. Amen. I rest uh, and I get up awake wide awake and uh, some people need coffee to get up I don't mm-hmm. have to have it but I, you know I do it sometimes and uh, if I want to be a certain time and look I want to be here and I mm-hmm. some people use alarm clock I used to use that but I don't really need alarm clock anymore Amen. I just get up you know and my eyes will wake up of course I just you know I guess self talk that's mind power that's <laughs> what I was going to say mm-hmm. self talk is a big part of it too mm-hmm. you know so uh, now that I'm talking out loud but I encourage myself saying this is going to do that I'm going to do this next and I go through mentally what I've done as a matter of fact today if you come home you'll see me scratching off the list mm-hmm. of what I've done so you'll see lists so I make my list you know and I carefully go through it and that's how I get it done Sometimes I get upset because I don't get it all done. Yeah. You know, that's just me. I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm one that stick with it. I want to get it done. Yeah. It just, I guess it's like in competition, you know, basketball. I used to play basketball. I used to play this stuff, you know, and I want to win. Yeah. And so I have to discipline myself. So I know what I have to get done first, second, and third. What takes precedence? What has to be done? And, of course, if, if not, it's not necessary to do all of it right then and there, then tomorrow will be okay. Amen. <laughs> it's a little Amen. coaching too, you know, because you can beat yourself up that way too. Come on. I, uh, I have a mentor who says use your planner mm-hmm. as a book mm-hmm. and not a belt. Mm-hmm. It's don't whip yourself. That's great. That's yeah. It's like use it as a book to study. Okay. Where am I missing the mark or uh, am I wasting time? But mm-hmm. don't use it as a belt to beat yourself right. with. Good, good. And I have several of them, different places. <laughs> Amen. Several notebooks. So, you know, at a school that is new and fresh, you know, having recruited, qualified, passionate, caring people, what was the story behind getting the staff you needed? Well, of course, we do the typical things like you have to uh, advertise like mm-hmm. anything else. And, of course, you do the interviewing and you let them know, that, hey, this is what type of people you're going to deal with, you know. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we might have some of the resources. Sometimes we may not, you know, but you'll see the level, you know, of where they really are. Because you, first thing, the passion has to be there. Yeah. You hear in the voices, you hear about previous experiences that they've had. Uh, and then for new people, it, it's developed mm-hmm. because we even have coaches, you know, because one would help train the other, you know, make disciples. Also, oh, you have coaches in the school to coach the teachers. Well, I use the word as a coach. Yeah, because, like you know, teachers coach each other. Yeah, you know, leadership. That's so powerful. you have to help one another, you know. And, and of course, if you don't have 
if you don't understand, you can ask questions, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet regularly, collaborate. And so that's a chance for everybody to dialogue. Hey, what's working? What's not working? Um, and of course, there are some, it may not be what they need. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just like this, you know. We're all on a bus, and some have different points where they get off. Come on. Because they've reached their destination. They've gone as far as they can go. And, of course, there's always going to be somebody else to get on the bus to take it to the next level or get them to the next place. What do you say to the woman out there that may be starting a nonprofit or a school, and she's struggling with that part, worried about whether God will send her the right people? You don't stop. You give. Don't give up. Don't give in. Um, you keep searching. Um do a soul search. Hey, first of all, know that this is what you've been called to do. Amen. And you know that by the passion. Because if it's still bothering you, you have the passion for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, find the right people. Research. Interview people. Find somebody who's gone there. Or similar, you know, attributes yeah. or similar things. Learn from them. You know, that's wise. Iron sharp and iron. And, of course, you read. So you just have to do your diligence if you're going to yeah. do that. Starting any business, whether it's a school, and and TD Jake said this a long time ago. You got to be willing to invest in yourself. Amen. If you're not willing to invest in yourself, don't expect everybody else to do it. Get the right people, qualified people around you. Surround yourself with the right people. Okay. If it doesn't work, don't get angry. Forgive. Just keep on moving. Yeah. There's somebody else, you know, and you keep keep looking. Yeah. And you um, you're gonna get the answers that you need. Amen. Have you ever uh, looked at a project and said, this is something I really want, but I'm afraid and not taking the chance because of fear? Been tempted. Mm-hmm. But that's a good one. He said to the affirmation again. Amen. He's not giving me the spirit of fear, but power loving a sound mind. I have the power. Amen. So if fear creeps up and tempts you, you talk back to it and you say, I have the power. I have the power. You have to know your limits. And the power didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. I learned this by increments. Amen. I was able to get over this one. And then I go back and remind myself. I rehearse where I've come from. There were times, whether it's personal, whether it's uh, financial, mm-hmm. whether it's business, there were some dilemmas. Mm-hmm. Okay, And I got through that. So you have to remind yourself what you have done. Okay, yeah. And that helps to build you up for the next ladder. It's like walking up a ladder mm-hmm. uh, or step or staircase. You know, Each round brings you higher and higher. So if you've gotten through that. You have the strength to do the others. You know. Come on. Okay, so that'll that's preach too. To <laughs> that's and a sermon that's too. You just take it one one step at a time. Okay, Rome was built like they say in a day. So, um, and sometimes you get step back just to look at it again, and then also just like the eagle, you know, it's rough trying to get out of that nest, but when you get mm-hmm. out. You sore. <laughs> Amen. You know, it reminds me of the mission of the school. Share with us a little bit about that. Okay. Of course, the mission is to develop Mm well-rounded children, adults. We want them to grow up in their communities to be successful, whatever communities that they're in. And, of course, we want them to be lifelong learners as a part of where we're going. Because it doesn't Mm -hmm. just stop at school. School's here for a reason, to get you ready for life, get you to be, you know, um, a vibrant person in the community, to get things going for your life, make your life better, the better men of others, and of course, the nation and the world. So you got a reason for being here. Okay? Amen. So we must put back, you know, once we've gotten here. So it's on purpose that you were born. 
Everybody has a purpose. You may say even somebody that may be disabled or whatever, but that's a person. Mm-hmm. And that person was here for a reason. If it's just to bring joy, to bring life to somebody else's life, there's a reason. Yeah. And so we pursue our passion. He gives us a gift, okay, and we must continue to stir it up. You know, whatever you like doing, that's your passion. Whether you're a baker and you like baking, whether you like uh, sewing, whatever it is, everybody has something to give to this world. Just to think, these curtains, they're not here just by accident. Yes. Somebody had a passion, they love sewing. Uh, yes. Somebody like the artwork that you see, you know, pottery, whatever it is. But they made the world a little more beautiful. Yes. Okay. That's Color. the purpose of this show. Yeah. It's to stir that up in women to believe that I have a passion that even if I don't see it today, that I was made for a purpose and that my purpose is bigger than me. It's integral to society and it's God inspired. That's literally what you just said is a chapter <laughs> in my book. Wow. I got to read this How book. powerful. Okay. But yeah. And you just keep searching for that. Mm-hmm. And how do you know it's your purpose? How do you know that's your passion? That's where you'll find your peace. Mm-hmm. You settle. You don't have to worry about it. I know you send the right people to help you out, to assist you with it. But you have such peace in doing it. Even though things may be in turmoil, but you Amen. still have a peace. So you know that's going to work out. But be led by that peace. Amen. This is where I am, you know. And this Come is on. where it's going to be. Because how many times do we worry that we may be on the wrong road because everything isn't working out? And we turn around so soon and the blessing was right in the next turn. That's right. Mm-hmm. So many of our people that we've seen, right, brothers, everybody. Come on. How many times they fail? Edison, how many times did he fail? But did he stop? Did they stop? And look at how many kids are blessed because you would not stop. Some people would take it personal. Mm-hmm. Or they would say, I'm obviously not doing the right thing, or I'm not ready, or I don't have enough. But you said, no, these babies are worth it, and the blood will be on my hands if I don't do something about it. And I saw that in a dream. How powerful. I saw that in a dream. They were in my bedroom. I was in my bedroom one night. In my nightmares, I saw this. And I saw these hands trying to get in my window, and it were hands mm. of boys, little hands, small hands, big size hands. And they were trying to get in. The window was almost shut on them. Mm. And I heard these words in my night rest. If I don't do something about it, the blood will be on my hands. Wow. That means we can change generations. When I sought out to get the money, the finances, we still need contributors. Let me just say that too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're going to ask how we can support. (laughs) Yes. Because when I went to the bank and they said... um, you, you going to do a school? I said, yes. I didn't go into the background because everybody don't need to know that. But I said, if you don't help me with this, they're going to be knocking on your doors. Mm. Come on. <laughs> and you had the I, boldness. I was in the president's office of this particular bank, and they had the other persons there with me because my uh, representative you know, bring it to the boss. I need a certain amount, you know, to start because you have to have certain figures and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was in bold enough came up on me. I said, if you don't do anything, they're gonna be knocking. And I pointed my finger. Come on. They're gonna be knocking on your door. And he knew what I meant. Oh yeah, indeed. The Holy Ghost would give you the boldness to wow. say that. And I didn't go that with a, with that on my mind, the intent mm-hmm. to say that, but it just came out. 
We have to do something because if we don't do, we'll find more kids being incarcerated. We'll find them dead Come or on. robbing or, you know, doing things that they should not be doing. So we have to offer up another chance. We are in a rural area. Mm-hmm. There's not much opportunities. So we have to bring the world to them. Amen. That's why we have such things as the global technology, the computers, mm-hmm. you know, and inviting people to come in because we have sugar canes. Yep. Yes, we have that. I have it in the front of me and the back of me. Yep. I'm in a sugar cane area. But that doesn't stop us. Come on. The Washington Post had been to our school to talk to us, to take pictures. And they looked at this little community. So national, I should say this way, Washington's eyes upon us. Amen. I mean, and to have us two weeks in a row to be written about this community. Somebody's watching. How? And I said, how did you find out about me? And I spoke to the news reporter. She said, I've been watching you since September. We've been reading about you. So... We're getting the eyes of somebody. The court cases still mm-hmm. be going on. So that's why I need help and support, too, because this is this is an interesting place. Why It is. And <laughs> this is so big. Bonus. You're going to need that. It's bigger than what I imagined. Come on. I had not planned this when I started. But isn't that how God does it, right? He always gives us the assignments that we can't do without him. They're bigger than us, and they're not even about us. Not even about us. My children are grown. Yeah. My kids are How powerful. Your children were grown. You didn't need a job. Mm -mm. It was literally in your purpose to do this. I can understand why Dr. King had such passion and others, even though he had all this other stuff, but it wasn't about us anymore. Yeah. Okay. And it's about all nations, not just Mm -hmm. one ethnic group. There are other groups that still need help. Okay. So it's not about, you know, this race or that race. You know, Hispanics, you know, whites, everybody needs this chance. And, and, and also, you know, everybody doesn't learn the same way. Yeah. So our passion is to reach all people. That is powerful. How can we help the Purpose-Filled Woman community? We are a community of purpose-filled women across the world. How can we help you reach these kids and help them? Okay. Of course, uh, we have interests and talents that you have. You can come, of course, and, 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 and speak to our kids, work with us. We need financially because Amen. numbers, you know, we have to work with numbers. There's only so much state can give you, and there's so much more that we need. So if you can donate, we'll give you the address. Matter of fact, it's Greater Grace Charter Academy, Post Office Box 1002, Vashery, that's V as in Victor, <laughs> A-C-H-E-R-I-E, Louisiana, 70090. And, of course, you can go to our website, greatergracechartacademy.org. We're looking for help. You can tell us what you have to offer. That's okay. powerful. We need buildings. We need some more supplies. We need... Um, some playground equipment, you know, because we started out. One day you'll hear the whole story because it's really interesting. We got to do a part two to this. <laughs> right. Uh, how we ran from place to place, how God worked this thing out till things were ready because the judge ruled in such a quick time. We've been waiting for a long time, but when he ruled, we had to move. Wow. And some things we had to do suddenly. That's a suddenly. That's a, well, come on, that's a word too. <laughs> okay. Suddenly. But, um, oh my God, we can go on and on and on, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to stay there um, but just come on over visit definitely we need to hand on approach because our Amen. children need this tender loving care they need people they can read books they can read this but just the love there you, know, you can go so much farther with love kids I know you care but show me mm-hmm. okay how much you really care that support we have kids who've had um 
some personal issues at home. Yeah. We're coming from a lot of different places. Yeah. Been abuse, been other things too that's going yeah. on in their lives. Even though they're smart, but yet there's some other things that's going they're on. They're battling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And their kids, they're like little adults. Yeah. You know, just like big adults go through different things, but they need our help. And you're going to see they're going to come back and thank you. You should see the letters that I got last year. Wow. Because they understood some of the things. We had places that showed us so much compassion. Our first day of school, <coughs> excuse me, it was not in a typical school. We started at Oak Alley. That's a plantation. Wow, yeah. Home. Interesting story. And how they showed love and opened their doors. Our kids began their first day of school last year on a field trip, but they're learning about their mm -hmm. community. And there's more to it than that, but they love the community. So now we're getting the community involved That's in awesome. this. You know, because it's, as the saying goes, you know, it takes more, it takes a village to raise a child. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just yeah. not one person. I'm so glad to be a part of this village, uh, and I, I'm so excited. We're going to have a show notes page on the website, so the Purposeville Woman community can go to your website. They'll see your address, your phone number. They'll be able to give. Mm -hmm. So I'm so excited about that. So uh, I definitely dedicate this episode to the woman out there who looks at herself in the mirror and says, who am I? to start this. I want you to lean on this episode. I want you to check out Dr. Claudette O'Bear. You can find her on Facebook. Uh, and we're so excited to be a part of the change that you're creating in your Thank you for listening to the Purpose Filled Woman podcast. Subscribe today so you never miss an episode. For more empowerment, check out the PurposeFilledWoman.com.